if you do end up socializing with only the same group of people you're learning there's a cap cuz there's only a certain amount of intelligence or like a certain amount of experience and wealth of knowledge that each person has in their lives including me including anyone and if you only spend all your time with that person not only does it get boring but also you kind of you're you're limiting yourself even mm-hmm. though you have like this whole wealth in this community of all of these various things if i if they say really negative things and i accept it then i become a really negative person in other words the translator between them and my brain is me and i can control me right i would ask people like people from here about like you know how do you say this in spanish i would speak to them and then they would be so impressed that i knew all of this and that would just push me to learn more and just like that just like what i said it's a cycle you keep on doing it keep on doing it until you know the language suddenly just in 2 months you've learned spanish Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host Chan and Joe, and today I'm very happy to be joined by my friend, the explorer, drummer, cricketer, and scuba diver, Yash <laughs> Gover. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> did you see the rhyme, bro? What's up? Welcome to the pod. What's up, Chan? It's a pleasure to be here. First question to you right away. As a traveler who has been to over 80 countries, why do you love traveling? Well, that's a great question. So, I think traveling is life. in my opinion traveling is just another component of life uh-huh. we travel every day even at nmh where we are we you know we go from different buildings we travel to um even if it's not physically far places but we travel to like various people in their hearts we talk to different people you know travel is just a form it's a form of adaptation and in a way what i believe is that by traveling i love i absolutely love to engage myself with something new you know take a risk that's why often times you'll see me like talking to a lot of new people or like you know taking risks with like with like you know I, i might like go up to someone on the dining hall and like just sit with them even if i don't know them and you know 9 times out of 10 that that actually does work out but then you know you have the rare occasions <laughs> yeah, where yeah, one out of 10 exactly. where you sit down and everyone's like why the hell is this guy here <laughs> <laughs> yeah has that happened <laughs> that has definitely happened to me um a lot of people they ask me like how do you just like how are you so like nonchalant and like confident in like how you talk to people but like like i think i think even chanin you can attest to this like mm. you know it's all about like you not giving up and that's something i also find similar to traveling you know you learn so much just by immersing yourself in a new culture a new environment like for example just a quick example i went to costa rica like with the school of uh, this spring and uh, oh my lord like I, i i have actually never been to like a, a central or southern american country before this and it was like one, literally the best experience one of like most life changing experience like i have ever had why because i mean this the the amount of like like people and like culture and like what i spoke with them the the native like fruits the the types of people even like learning how to adapt like there was this one place chanin we stayed at where i'm not even joking we we slept with like snakes and spiders in our bed mm-hmm. and that that <laughs> that, that experience really taught me something so i think no matter what wherever you go even if you're at home the whole day your whole life hypothetically you can still learn something a lot out of it it just depends on your mentality oh 
Yeah, bro, that, that was a good speech right there. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Just in, instantly on the spot. I mean, you're a natural speaker yourself. I think that comes with definitely you having that a lot of experiences so you can easily piece together different pieces together. And do you think um, traveling and having a lot of experiences exploring improves learning and your abilities too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that's that's a that's a great point. I think that if we just, uh, you know, put ourselves out there, you know, like take some risks, and I think we'll actually find a place more comfortable than we actually maybe f- like love, like where we live right now. Like for example, um, like you know, if you travel to like a like a country which you may never expect to enjoy. For example, if I go to like. I don't know, like, um, like I was born in Uganda, Africa, and mm. I lived there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people uh, who I've spoken to, they're like, hey, how is that? Like, how is East Africa? Like, you know, should I go and stuff? Like, I've never really experienced it. Well, if you if you do actually do that, if you go and take that risk, you will you will never return the same. Why? Because not only do you learn about that specific culture, but you learn life skills that you can apply anywhere else. And I think traveling is something where you learn these life skills so quick, so quick, that nothing else can teach you so quick. Like, I'm not Mm. even joking. If you went to a country and you have to deal with a new language, you're taught, okay, I have to to adapt, I have to learn, I have to force myself to take this new challenge. You learn that, you learn adaptation. You learn to deal with this. Second thing, you learn to adapt to like, you know, new cuisines. You also learn to take new risks. You learn, you make new friends. You learn, um, you know, you see maybe a person on the street making art. You see, wow, I, I, I would have never expected someone to do this in, in like, I don't know, Gilmas, for example. Something very unique. Gilmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. So you learn so much. And this is not like d- direct learning. Your subconscious is taking in so much at once that I feel like if, even if you may feel overwhelmed, that overwhelming is what you should strive for. You should strive for discomfort. Mm. I watched this uh, YouTube channel called Yes Theory. Um, they basically they their like intention is to seek discomfort, so they do everything they can to be as out of their comfort zone as possible, and that is exactly if if you're a smart person, you would want to do why? Because if you expand your comfort zone by by reaching out and doing more new things, you'll find some things that uh, you don't really like that much, but you'll find a lot of lot of new value in life and a lot of new things that you'll appreciate things a million times more. Like, for example, after coming here as a border, I have never been like on my own without my parents, right? And I think most borders can say this, mm. that when they first came, oh my Lord, I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> I would cry. I, w- I was crying the first week. I was, I miss my parents so bad. I've never been like so sad in my life. And then... You know, one month later, I was like, I was, I started talking to people and, you know, I started, I was like, started getting really close to people. And then I thought, hey, you know, I really love talking to new people, meeting new people. I never knew this about myself ever in my mm. whole life. But this place, because I was forced, pushed out, I had no choice. So I was like, <laughs> I have to speak to someone, right? I can't just be <laughs> alone. And then that taught me the skill of being with people. And now, like, I mean, I know so many people in our school, just, or even in general, because that skill f- is something that will you can never take away from me. No matter what you do to me, no matter what anything happens to me, I'll always have that skill. And that same skill of adapting, now if you put me and you make me do anything, I can still adapt. So just like me, anyone, this, 
you can simulate this experience that I've done of being a, becoming a boarder from not being like away from your parents your whole life just by going to a new country not even going to some new place from Gill Mass you can go to Salem in Massachusetts you can be on your own you can do so many more things it's all about how you push yourself if you push yourself and you believe like truly believe from the bottom of your heart that you can you know change you can become number one at anything anything i'm not even you if you want to be the number one soccer player in the world you you genuinely believe it then it's just about a matter of time it's just about a matter of time why because your actions will follow that thought process every single every every single thing you can do to become a, the number one soccer player in the world you will do it you will do it and when you do it you will reach there i totally agree with you man it, it's all about the mindset it's all about it's all about thinking and pushing yourself out outside your comfort zone. Because once you keep pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, the things that scares you lessen, and then the things that can hinder you and stop you lessens, and then you have all these you know power. It's a superpower that you 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 can find comfort in hard things, and that's the biggest thing that I think we we struggle with as nowadays is we are scared of changing things and we look for the easy way out. We look for like stimulations and we look for like, that's why so many people are addicted to phones because they're actually afraid. It's not that they're addicted, they're just procrastinating. Why are people procrastinating so much? Exactly. Because they're scared. What is your take on that? That, bro, Chandan, you've said exactly, you've read my mind. People are looking for dopamine highs. People are looking for something that, you know, our brain appreciates just for the short term. People don't realize that what they're doing is actually affecting them in a really negative way if you think about it in the overall long term. A lot of things like, you know, scrolling through your phone on Instagram, like going through every reel, it's like a dopamine high, like one one thing, second thing, third thing. Your brain like gets stimulated, as you said, and you're like, whoa, this is like, you know, it just you just get get addicted. And then mm -hmm. even other things, like you may eat junk food out of the same reasoning. But the people who truly know themselves and want to become the best they push themselves and they fight their desires, no matter how challenging it may be to be in the short term to be like, I could easily do this and feel happy right now, but I'm gonna choose not to do it. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing to tell yourself because your brain and your heart are thinking two different things. Your brain is saying, no, I shouldn't do this. It's, it's not good for me in the long term, but your heart is like, I love this and your body, what it feels is it feels good when you do something. But is it actually good? Your brain knows it's not actually good. So this is the this is the challenge. This is this basically decides the character of who you are. If you're a strong person, you will fight these desires. And then at the end of this process, you will become turn out a much, much immensely better person. And the thing is, the people who do do this, the people who are the best, like you look at the Lionel Messi's, you look at you look at like the people best in their field of anything. Why do they, th why are they the best? Because they believe they're the best. And because they believe they're the best, these small short-term things are not important to them at all because their brain and their whole body realizes that I don't care about the temporary. I care about the end result and not just the end result, but the process. I want to put my 100% and then I don't care what happens. Mm. And these people become who they are and that's why they are who they are today. I love it. I love. I love how you just phrased it. He's just a natural speaker, man. He is. His words just come come along in your. Head. I mean, so going back to the point about traveling, you've been to over eighty countries. So, how do you go to eighty countries? What inspires you to go to eighty countries? 
So um, basically, just like traveling as a whole, it's something that you dedicate a lot of time to. So if you want to go to eighty countries, like I did, you have to first of all know that it's going to take a lot of money. <laughs> I think that's something you can avoid. Yeah, uh, it's very expensive to travel, and um, the only way that someone can cho- like spend that amount of money without feeling like it isn't worth it is by looking at the long term effects because the amount of skills you learn the enjoyment you have all of these things you cannot get anywhere else except traveling especially to a new country i would recommend traveling to a new even a new continent but obviously these options are like way too expensive for some and even like some of these options are, are not even possible for some but in my opinion how i like what i have done to travel so much is firstly my parents themselves have like are like travel addicts they love traveling so when i was as young as like one or two mm-hmm. i would travel all over the globe you know they would take me everywhere and that would really make make traveling a normal part of life for me like for me when i would be on a plane it would be like just another like just a casual day because my parents just love traveling and they really like in a way forced me as well to learn more about the world quickly so i wouldn't have any like culture shocks or you know all of these issues later on in my life which i'm really appreciative of because yeah. i i learned so much about so many different people so many different cultures so many different foods so quickly that like today not only am i not like confused by it but i love it i want to learn more if you ever see me uh in the like even talking to people i'll be like hey if you're like let's say you're from brazil i'll say hey how do you say um i love caparinhas which is a drink yeah in brazil in in portuguese i will ask you how do you say this like in portuguese and then you'll tell me and i'll practice with you and then slowly slowly i'll ask more people i'll also research i'll go to duolingo i'll be like how do you i'll learn some stuff i'll i'll try and research more so the next time i speak to you you have a big smile on your face because you're like how does he know all of this about my country my culture it feels like home to you and you're so happy and then for me it feels like wow i learned so much about you and i feel so good it it's like both of us feel amazing after our our interaction and i love learning and that's also why when i did go to costa rica for example i don't speak spanish i mean i'm not a like i speak spanish but i'm not a native speaker i'm just i'm just a person who learned spanish in school and i had i had i had only been to a couple of spanish speaking countries but i never spoken spanish there then when i went to costa rica i was like it's my this is my challenge this is the time i'm going to push myself i'm going to go and i'm going to not even say a word of english to a lot of the to most of the natives unless i have to right so i would walk up to people i would walk up to you know strangers i would say what's the best like food around here what's the best like uh or like i would say how like i would talk to them about their day i would even ask them about their lives and oh my lord I, I, trust me the first few days i did not understand a word they said i thought <laughs> they were speaking a different language spanish did not ever sound the same for me like mm. the way it's taught in school and the way native speakers <laughs> speak it's two it's different still, languages completely different yeah i'm sure you know right like the way native speak the the speed every thing even the the slang but then with time i said i don't give up i'm not going to give up so easily i started speaking to them more and more and they could they some of them t- helped me some of them were just like who the hell are you why are you like why are you wasting my time like i have better things to do so obviously it's like there's sometimes where you f- yeah there's like sometimes where you feel and sometimes where, you, where it works out but i would keep on doing that and by the end i had spoken so much spanish that i came back to nmh and even the the nmh like um the people like the the chaperones they gave me like an award we got like this kind of award and i got one for spanish speaker so it was kind of like mm. it just shows like i guess my passion just to learn and like even when i came back to nmh i would 
I would ask people like people from here about like you know how do you say this in Spanish? I would speak to them, and then they would be so impressed that I knew all of this, and that would just push me to learn more. And just like that, just like what I said, it's a cycle. You keep on doing it, keep on doing it, until you know the language. Suddenly, just in two months, you've learned Spanish. You've gone to Costa Rica. You speak to natives. You ask. You so and you know a lot about the culture. You know the countries. Same thing. I go to different countries. I go to Europe. I go to Africa. I have gone to South America, Asia. Um, Oceania, all of these places—they're immensely different, but they all unite in the way that they all have this common passion for, for like certain things, for happiness, for family, for so many things that people don't realize that we're all so similar, so much more similar than we think. And if you travel and you learn all these things, that's the only way what I'm saying can actually be felt by you. What I'm saying, you may—it may go into your ear and come out, and you may be like, okay, he's saying <laughs> this. Whatever, like I mean, I don't know. It could just be some random stuff. But then, if you if you truly want to know if I'm saying the truth, go travel to an unknown place. Just book a ticket. Trust yourself. Like just trust your gut and say, I'm gonna go to um, Poland. I have no no idea about anything about Poland. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go to New Zealand. You go there, you learn tons, and that's exactly what my family did. They traveled around the world, took me with them, and I was like, I love this. So when I grew up, I was like. Mom and dad, please. I want to go to different places. I even want to go to the U.S. to a boarding school, and they were like, "Okay." I mean, they said, "Okay." There, a lot of parents who would have been like, like, as um, a person who who didn't live in the U.S. and like lived all the way like across the world, no one would like just. If I asked my parents, like, "Hey, can I go to another continent to study in a boarding school?" They, most of them wouldn't have even said okay or even thought about it. But they were genuinely okay with it. Why? Because they're they're so open-minded, and they set this mentality in me to be open-minded that I'm ready to talk to people, learn to people. A lot of times, you see, I've seen this. A lot of people who move to different countries, they stick to the people. Were from their country. Mm. A lot of times, because it's comforting. It's human. It's, comfort, yeah. it's human nature. You, you, you wanna, you wanna speak the same language. You wanna, you know, feel home. But if you feel do that, yeah. exactly, exactly, Channing, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you do that your whole life, you, are you really experiencing the country that you're actually in? Think about that. Because if you go out and really push yourself to talk to everybody, to learn, to even eat different foods. Not just your own food. Then, even if it, you may not like it as much, you develop, you acquire a liking for it, and you learn so much more. Like your your mental intelligence, your intelligence quotient grows exponentially. Your comfort zone grows, and then nothing becomes you know like um, fearful for you. You're not scared. You're not like oh my god, I'm scared. I can't eat this food, or like oh lord, like I can't do this. Like you're not scared anymore because you've tried it and you know. You know this is what my dad always told me this. It's better to try and fail than to not try at all. I think it's a pretty common quote. But this is what my dad would do. He would even do it in action <laughs> once. I'm I, like we, my dad and I, we were trying to buy a pair of pants. And we couldn't find it anywhere. We went to one store, another store, another store. We couldn't find it anywhere. And my, I told my dad, "It's okay." He, it was my birthday, so he was like, "I need to get you those pants." I was like, "It's okay, dad. Like, we don't need to get it." And he was like, "No, I need to get it." He did not give up. Like, he would not listen to me. And then we eventually, after seven, eight stores, we found it. And then I was like, "Dad, you're crazy. How can you? How did you put all that?" And he was like, "Well." You know, if I would have given up after the first store or second store, then like it would have been, it wouldn't it, you would have said it's not worth it. But because I did it, you're saying it's worth it. So he said, like, even if you do it and it doesn't work out, 
it was still worth it why because you learned you learned mm. that it's not this mm. if you try something it doesn't work you learn something at least you tried you know that's what matters if you try your level best 99% i'm not joking you're going to achieve it if you try your level best and believe your level best 99 to 9.999% you're going to do it i'm i'm i give you a million dollars if this is not true but in the rarest of occasions you learn so much through that experience that you become a changed person so tra- traveling is exactly how i did that i traveled to new countries new cities new places live with new people I, there were times where i like even stayed like with uh, with strangers i've done that a couple of times with my with my sister and i we stayed with like a, a like airbnb with strangers i know right mm. she, she's an adult so mm. it's not too risky but yeah but like because i did that i learned so much about the people there i also learned how to you know local slang i learned so many things that the culture taught me so now when i see someone like it was this was in um this was in germany so now when i see a german i try and i use this sometimes they laugh it off they're like haha like it, it was good try but some of them actually are like wow they're like impressed so it really is all about your thought process it's all about your mentality and if you this is just generally in life you don't have to travel to learn all these things just take risks that's the number one thing you can do to become a better person people say oh you should put your level best into what you already have you should do this into you should do that but if you do your 100% in taking risks take risks it may it might sound like the stupidest thing mm-hmm. like it may sound really dumb you know to just keep taking risks but if you keep taking risks you'll eventually find a sweet spot of things that make your life amazing and if you just stick to your own bubble you're never going to you're just going to be the same person perpetually and your life's just going to get boring i that that has been my life at one point i would just i wouldn't do anything i would like school would end come home i would um, play some video games i would mm-hmm. do a work i don't know i would just mm-hmm. sleep procrastinate mm-hmm. my life would just go down the spiral same mm-hmm. thing repeat 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 and then i realized when i came to nmh that what am i really doing Look, my life can be so much better if all I did was have like have some guts, you know, like do something, like you know, like I don't care, just like push myself. I have to do it. I like I told myself I I have to do this no matter what. I have to do it. I don't care what happens. And this mentality in the starting, it's very very hard. It's very hard to have this mentality. Trust me, it's one of the hardest things to have this type of mentality in the starting. But mm-hmm. just wait one week, yeah. wait a couple weeks. you will have this mentality once you have this mentality no one can take it from you and chanan i think you're a great speaker and i i'm really appreciative that i'm i'm able to voice this to you because i know you're the type of guy who who understands exactly what i'm talking about so so yeah <laughs> that was fucking amazing you just went on for like 10 minutes straight nonstop that has never happened before i've never i've never had a guy come on to the podcast and just like Ready go. The gun went off and Yash is in the zone. It just goes forward. I love that. I love that. I dude, I totally agree with what you said. There are so many good points that you that you brought up and I want to sort of zone into a few. Um I I think the first point that you brought up which were probably 10 minutes ago was uh, about traveling like uh, no sorry about languages that you know all these languages and i think that's one thing that i was always really impressed with you is how you sort of know all these different languages and i sort of get to understand how you understand these languages because you 
put yourself out there and you constantly learn. You're curious. I think curiosity is the most important thing and probably most biggest trait of you is that you are curious about other cultures. A lot of people, they're fearful. You know, there's actually curious and fearful. It's like, it could be the same thing. It, it could be the same thing. It's just how you interpret it. Like you said, it's all mental. How do you, appro- how do you, how do you approach it? Right? You can see this as something that's, that's, that's interesting and then you will be curious. You can see it as something that's negative, and then you'll, you know, be fearful. So it's 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 really I I really like that point. And then that's again, how do you sort of just keep all that in your mind though? Do you forget those languages? Do you forget those terms? Because when you see me, you just spit like twenty, thirty Chinese terms. And I'm always <laughs> impressed. And I'm like, how does this guy know Chinese? No, know so much Chinese, you know. Shishie, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, no. Um, for sure. I think that it's um, uh, yeah. For, uh, definitely, I am not great at remembering things. My memory level, my. You, I think my teachers can say this. My memory recollection in tests, not not my strong suit. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's all about just, just like repetition. You know, people yeah. say this. How do you remember thing? Like how our brain works. Yeah. It dumps things out. That we don't repeat to ourselves. Yeah. Like that happens once. Mm-hmm. Your brain thinks this is useless. I've heard it once. It's not important. Mm. Something that's been repeated fifty times over. Your brain's like, I need to remember this because it's important. It's been said many th- many times. So I'm gonna keep it. It's all about repetition. Now I go ask you, how do you say, um, um, your hair looks good in Mandarin, Chanan? Uh, your Exactly. So, Tofa's hair. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's all like I've I kind of like like assume that what you just said I I can kind of say it right now, but it's not gonna be good. So, like right now, if I just stopped and never asked you about that again, I wouldn't ne- I would never remember it. Like next time, if if you would ask me, Yash, how do you say what I told you that day? I would say, I don't remember, right? This is 90% of people. They ask you, how do you say this in your language? You say it, and then they forget. They're like, okay, <laughs> right? This That's is so true. That's so true. 95% of people. Now the remaining 5% of people, what do they do? They say, okay, what he just said, uh, it's very interesting. Let me like look it up. Oh, wow. Okay, this is what this means. Oh, tofa, that means hair. Okay, knee, you. Okay, okay. I think I'm understanding a bit more about the language. And the next time I, I look up, okay, what's another phrase? Um, you, you're good looking. Knee and shui. Okay, then oh. next time I come up to you, I'm saying, I said, I said knee and shui. Then you say, oh my God, what would you say? If I said knee and shui. Whoa. Shishie. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So go. that's exactly the reaction that I'm craving for. Because I, I, I like that you're impressed by me. So then it motivates <laughs> me more. I say, I want to learn more Chinese. I want to learn more more phrases. I want to learn more about the language. And I'm so interested. I look it up. I say, oh, whoa, okay, okay. This is a shui, this, that. And I learn more. I ask more people. So it's a cycle. That's how I remember. That's how it's stuck in my brain. That's how these words, they stay with me. Because I... I I don't just ask and forget. I I look it up. Then I ask more. I ask again. I say mm. I say to someone else instead of Yu Chang. I may say to Yu Chang. Let's say, and then he may say, uh, "Yash, this is the wrong pronunciation of uh, it's not, it's not, sh- it's not." If I say Nihen Shei, he's like, "It's not Shei, it's Shui." Then I'm like, "Okay, I learned it's Shui." Then next time I go to you, I say Shui, and you say, "Okay, okay, you're saying it correctly now." So <laughs> something like that. It's just. If you know people, you speak to people, it's like, just like how I said, if you go to France, if you want to learn French, go to France. 
Why? Because you have no choice except to learn French. <laughs> that's so <laughs> They're true. They're not gonna speak that's, English that's to you. That's so true. No, that's. I think that's one of the most important points. Is is. Is the is the jump? It's like so many people they're learning something, but they're half-hearted, mm. half-hearted. They kind of want to learn it. You know, you kind of want to do something. It's when you lean or you fall. I learned this. I heard this quote from um, this basketball coach last year on this podcast. You either lean or you fall. You, many people lean, lean into things, lean into learning. They're 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 they are um, just. They're not fully into it. They 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 kind of want it, but kind of don't. It's like it's it's what you said. Like for example, with languages, they ask you one time, they forget it. No, they 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 kind of want to learn Spanish, but then they speak English ninety ninety nine percent of the time. Like, how do you learn Spanish if you don't even speak Spanish, right? So like, what you said right there is to put yourself in the, the discomfort, so that you have no choice but to lean, but to fall. But you can also choose to fall wherever you are. But that's more harder. And that's why only like 5% of people do it. But then if you're put, your, put into that situation, like you put a man in the water that doesn't know how to swim. He knows how to swim. Spot on. Spot, Spot on. on. Why? Because he, he has to. He has no other option. He doesn't, like, what is the best way to, t it's not a swimming coach. It's just to be like, <laughs> give him, okay, make sure that he will not die, obviously, <laughs> and then fucking throw him in the pool. Kids learn so much faster. How do kids learn how to walk? They don't learn how to walk by like all those like nowadays they develop all these fucking machines and all these fucking <laughs> toys and that make them stand up and walk walk straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't learn. You, how do you learn? You learn from falling. You learn from like getting up and then just going. Well, why? Because you have no choice but to do it. You know, like when everyone else like before tribal in tribal areas, why do people learn walking so fast? Because everyone's walking. No one has the patience. So you just fucking adapt. That's, I think, that's one of the most important points that you just brought up. And I wanted to add on to that. And I think it's really interesting. The other point that you brought up is, is, is this constant failure. Constant failure aspect. Putting yourself into the comfort zone. And how do you deal with failures? How do you deal with, like, non-success? For example, you sit down at a table and it's that one out of ten time. You know, many people are afraid of that one out of ten time. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm afraid of that, too. You know, everyone's afraid. How do you overcome that fear? First of all, great point, Shannon. That was amazing addition. Um, to answer your question, oh my lord, I am so scared. Sometimes it is crazy how scared I am, and uh, uh, I have just, I have just been like, I, for a long time, for a majority of my life, I have been too scared to take the risk. But that that time has taught me that I have to take the risk, and it feels it feels really painful. When it doesn't work out, when you go to a new person, right, and then you speak to them, and they're just instantly rude, like, oh, shut up, and, uh, bro, like, leave us alone, things like that, you know, those kind of, th that really hurts, because you, you kind of regret, you're like, oh, why did I, why did I do that, you know, I just embarrassed myself, or like, it just didn't feel good, you know, that was, yeah. that was mean, it hurts, it's very painful, but those moments are the moments that should be pushing you, the moments, as you said, if you, like, throw a man into the water, then he has no choice. Same way, if you keep on punching someone down, punching someone down, at first you push them down, they'll say, okay, I'll stay down, or like whatever, it doesn't really matter. You keep pushing them, keep throwing them, you throw them on the ground, you don't, you don't even let them stand up. They'll say, no, I have to stand up, I don't care. Now, now they'll get angry. They'll say, I, ha <laughs> I have to stand up. So now they'll do anything they can to stand up. They'll punch you, they'll hit you, they'll stand up. Same thing, the failures, more failures you have, the more drive you get. Because failure stops feeling as painful. When you have failure for the first time, 
it's very painful. Second time, very painful. Third time, painful. Fourth time, little less painful. It just goes down. Why? Because your brain realizes it it realizes that this this is temporary. The pain is not permanent. Tell me, like for example, Chandan, name one thing you've been you were sad about in the last year. Anything. From one month ago um, to a year ago. Uh, one thing I was sad is I didn't uh I didn't get to play in the semifinal game uh, in soccer season. And so it was our final game, senior game, senior season. So, yeah, that was one thing that I was really sad about. For sure. I mm-hmm. mean, if I was you, I would be like, extremely sad. But mm-hmm. but after whatever happened in, like, the fa- past few months and, you know, your life is moving so fast, are you right now at this moment thinking about that, still feeling no, sad? No, no. I haven't thought about that in a while, actually. <laughs> like, I have to th- consciously think, what was I sad about to, to find it? And that's a brilliant point that you just made. Exactly. Don't. Hu- why are you hurting yourself? There's no point hurting yourself over something that you're not going to feel any pain over in the future. Especially because that pain is extremely temporary and it's, it's only... It's only going to last for like a few seconds, a few moments, a few months even maybe. But it's it's temporary in the end because life goes on. Life always, always, always goes on. Someone dies, life goes on. Something else happens, life goes on. And if you realize this, if you realize this, that no matter what, no matter what failure happens in your life, it's not going to, it's not going to impact you that badly. That, if you realize that, then failure can't hurt you anymore. Because you've accepted that this failure is not going to hurt me. How can you accept that failure is not going to hurt you? You just have to have more and more and more and more risks. More and more failure. It keeps on happening. With, with more risk comes more failure. It's, it's the given. If you take, if you take more chances, you're going you're gonna to fail more. Because but then you will succeed more. You will, you will succeed way more because every time you fail, you'll take that failure, you'll take that failure, you'll take that failure, you'll become a new person, exactly. So if you fail, if you, let's say you apply and you want to go to Harvard, right? You, you apply, you push your level best, okay? You do everything you can, okay? And it doesn't work out, okay? You get a letter saying, we're sorry, um, very competitive pool, we, we can't accept you. Now, this is going to make you very sad, especially if you've dedicated to your whole life. Let's say this happens to every school. You apply to every single school. You don't get it. You don't get into a single university, hypothetically. This, is, this has happened. I know people who this has happened to. Well, in that case, you're going to really, really, in the moment, beat yourself up about it. You're going to feel horrible. You're going to really, really, like, it's going to really hurt you. It's going to be the biggest pain because for you... If you apply to schools like Harvard, edu- like your, your, the college that you go to is your priority. You want it to be really good, right? That, that's your focus in life. If someone who doesn't care, it doesn't matter. But to you, it matters. But if, you ha- if that hasn't happened, it's going to sting tons. But a few months later, a few, you give it time. It's, not, it's going to still feel at the back of your head. But your life goes on. Your life goes on. And if you've already dealt with failure in your life, trust me, it's going to be so much easier to deal with any sort of failure. This won't even feel like a failure. It'll just feel like a part of your life that helped you prepare for something. I guess if you're religious, you can say that God is kind of giving you failure so that you can, he's preparing you for something to mm-hmm. get to a place. Yeah. He's making you stronger. He's making you more tough. Mm-hmm. If, for example, you face some sort of like, um, like, I guess, bullying, hypothetically, then... 
he's making you stronger now next time you get bullied you're not like you're going to stand up for yourself or you're going to you're going to you're going to find some other solution because you know you learned right but let's yeah. say for 50 years okay nothing happens to you everyone treats you very nicely you're like spoiled you're pampered everything is life life is so good <laughs> suddenly exactly one guy comes up to you when you're 50 and punches you to the ground now you're you're this this is the craziest experience you've had this is like what um, I, how can this happen to me because this is so out of the ordinary for you right but a guy who's let's say experiences his whole life he knows exactly how to deal with that kind of situation the guy who has never dealt with it knows absolutely nothing so if you have that type of university fa- like issue which you may deem failure for you it's not a failure because in the future you're going to face i guarantee this from now this moment that you're listening to me whoever you you are great person to the time that you die you're going to fail hundreds if not thousands of times i'm telling you right now it's a mm-hmm. guarantee now how you take those failures it's in your hands if you choose to reflect and then improve that's what really matters and not just the words i'm saying like reflect and improve you know like the classic oh yeah don't take it don't take it in a negative way i mean genuinely you take you don't beat yourself up about it you say okay damn i should i should have done something about it but if you did as much as you could channel if you for example put your level best into being the best soccer player in the world literally like put every single yard into it, every single inch okay and let's say now hypothetically instead of the best you're the fifth best okay you did as much as you could so in that means you control whatever the what the controllables whatever you could do whatever you could do you did that whatever was not in your hands now that's not in your hands that's literally not even you can't do anything about that so you did 100% that means you did everything so you literally did success you achieved success in my opinion if you do everything you can 100% that's success even if it turns the result is not what you want want it to be but let's say you do 10% you don't even care and you 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 get the result you want that's not that's not success i'm going to be honest if you for example cheat on a test and you get 100 like out of 100 or like you get an a a plus excuse me that is not a success in fact that that's actually in it's the opposite of success it's the opposite of failure even it's training you to become worse because you you're trying to rely on it so a short term thing like getting a a plus on a test it actually that what you did like if you cheated on it it's actually making it worse because you start relying on it you start you force yourself you like become lazier so many other negative parts are attached to it and you may think in the short term it's be- it's beneficial but in the long term always always think about the long term it's not beneficial at all short term dopamine mm-hmm. short term things like let's say eating junk food or like you know like anything that may give you short term happiness and in t- two days it's not going to do anything yeah comfort Nev- is not going to never never go for that if you're a smart person never go for that cuz he yeah, has the thing is comfort is what stops <laughs> i love how you're panting after that you're just <laughs> sprinting bro just getting through oh my god i need to get my ideas yeah. brilliant job brilliant job um cuz the comfort is 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 exactly what you say comfort is actually the biggest antagonist to 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 doing what you want because comfort 
It's easy. You, you, you get away from what you know you need to be doing. And then once you indulge yourself in comfort, everything seems to be challenging. I used to do that. I admit, I used to be like that. Um, there are times where, uh, especially holidays, you know, I just chill and just do absolutely nothing. And even the slightest of work will feel immense. And then even the slightest of problems, I can't deal with it. Like there was last time I was just struggling with day just because I couldn't uh, find my glasses. Like, dude, like what the fuck? It's just <laughs> such a small thing. But then because I was so lazy, I was just laying on my bed the entire day. So it's just like, it became impossible for me because I was indulging myself in comfort. Um, Shannon, I think that, you know, comfort as a whole. <laughs> 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 you fuck, you mother king. <laughs> comfort as a topic doesn't only involve seeking discomfort and traveling to a foreign country or you know doing other things that may that may you know expand your comfort zone mm-hmm. but it's all about like experimenting and mm-hmm. that can even be as you brought up in your great point mm-hmm. even in your local community mm. so and like socializing with others exactly socializing mm-hmm. that's a great point so <clears throat> like an example could be at NMH, you know, mm-hmm. when you um, sit with someone mm-hmm. in the dining hall, when you approach someone, when you meet someone new, mm-hmm. all of these encounters, mm-hmm. you may feel, <clears throat> one may feel that this is awkward for them. Yeah. But not only is this awkward for you, one person, this is awkward for everybody. Mm. Because that decision you make when you enter the dining hall is the dreaded decision everyone makes. So mm-hmm. it's it's all about... I guess just like, you know, having that like inner confidence that, you know, you're not scared of being, of like having, I don't know, of be people judging you or of people like looking at you or like, I don't know, even if people like, you ask them to, if you want to sit with them and they like, they don't want you to sit with them, for example. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're not scared of any of these things, you're like practically in- invincible. So for example, the first time when when I came to NMH as a, as a new student, I would go up and sit with new people every day. I still do that. I pretty mm-hmm. much sit with like a new table like almost every day and I'm sure you do challenge as well. But like why? What is the thought process behind this? It's because if you do end up socializing with only the same group of people, you're learning, there's a cap because there's only a certain amount of intelligence or like a certain amount of experience and wealth of knowledge that each person has in their lives including me including anyone and if you only spend all your time with that person not only does it get boring but also you kind of you're, you're limiting yourself even mm-hmm. though you have like this whole wealth in this community of all of these various things sure sometimes you may want to like hang out with certain people and like be close to, to your closest friends like all of us but if you truly want to experiment, like, you know, go out of your comfort zone, talk to new people, experiment. You may, you may, not, you may think even before talking to them, this may not work. I, I'm probably not going to even be at close to them. And that may be true. But mm-hmm. imagine it's not. You've created this friendship where you expected nothing out of it. Just think mm-hmm. of that. So if you try something and you get nothing out of it, you're actually getting something out of it. Maybe not the desired result, but you're still learning. Whereas if you get what you want out of it or you get something unexpected, then it's a win-win. So no matter what, go experiment. It's a fun experience. It builds your confidence. It hugely, hugely improves. And confidence, as we've discussed, huge, very important life skill. 
If you have confidence, you can take risks. Those risks can give you rewards. Those rewards can make you feel happy. You can learn. Not only does risk taking help in life in general, but it's a great skill to have. You know, constantly taking risks. People, I don't know, are maybe impressed by it. Also, if you have confidence, you believe in yourself. You're not insecure. You don't. Other people's judgment doesn't bother you. So you're, you know, secure in yourself. All of these things are like basic fundamentals of life that people don't even realize. People think. I need to, you know, be the smartest. I need to read ten books every day, and then I'll be extreme. I know every word. I'll be really smart. My life is perfect. But have you thought about the fundamentals? Have you thought about what you're doing? What decisions you're making in your daily life? The decisions of should I wake up at six a.m.? The decisions of should I, you know, what should when you enter the dining hall? Like where do you sit? In these small decisions, which you may think are small, have extremely huge effect in your lives. Shannon, have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? Mm-hmm. Of well, course, of course, yeah. So the butterfly effect is exactly what this is. The mm-hmm. same thing you do every day. These decisions you make, they may feel really, really small in the in, the, in when you when you do them. Mm-hmm. You may think, should I move my my closet to the left a little, to the right a little? That, that sounds like a really, really minuscule decision, but that has a really big impact. Why do they say it has a really big impact? Because that small decision defines your mindset. It defines your work ethic. It defines your ability to take risks, your ability to, you know, like showcase your abilities, your your skill set in mm-hmm. confidence. Mm-hmm. It it's it shows so many things about you that you cannot just rule it off as a small thing. And you make so many of these. We make. I I I think I heard somewhere, you make around eight thousand plus decisions every day. Without even thinking about it, because you don't think of it as much of a decision. Even right now, for example, thinking how am I gonna like sit down? How am I gonna like like I don't know where am what I gonna, gonna look? Yeah, what are you gonna say next? What am I gonna say next? All of these are decisions that you're making, and if you change, definitely it, more than eight thousand decisions. Then, because we probably make like a, a, a decision every second, perhaps more than one decision every single second. So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a decision of me right now saying I don't want to jump and just run around like a hellish chicken, you know. There's always that decision or <coughs> you know or swear and say f- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, got got him, got him. Anyways, coming back to no, coming back to your point. Really really great point about constantly learning from other people. I think that's so essential. Um definitely because what I what I realized is you have to have like your priority relationship. Obviously, everyone has their best friends, everyone has their family, everyone has, you know, prioritized relationship. So, definitely work on those and make sure that those are good like you're close with your family, like you know, every like your close friends are good, but then also const be open you know mm. like don't just like because what i realized you know i used to do this sometimes if i if i am sort of with the same people unless they are like really really intelligent people who are you know but but i think intelligent people all have this one thing coming is that they're pretty social or sorry if i generalize a little bit but they they learn from other people they learn they learn from other people either through like reading or through conversations or through listening there are because humans are built on society and and what what does what does learning even mean learning means learning from other people no because what do you learn what else do you learn from well i mean i guess you can learn from like your mistakes or learn from 
this and that but like what's the best way of learning is probably from directly from other people online courses reading talking all that yeah i think definitely that's that's a great point in terms of just like comfort and like looking out socialization challenge do you you said you think like most intelligent people are social i think that's a, that's that's a great point but why do you think being social helps in growing intelligence because when you social you constantly learn from other people and i think there's definitely two ways of approaching socialization there's definitely like the you know and and this doesn't always goes true like there are people who are very social but then they're learning with their socializing they're just there to mess around or have fun like just make stupid jokes like this guy right here why are you laughing so hard anyways but there are also at times where <laughs> calm down but there are also times where people who socialize you know who don't socialize a lot and then they learn a lot through their own sort of because they aren't very extroverted and they have social anxiety and they prefer to learn from reading or from you know i that doesn't go with everyone anyone but definitely there's I, there's always a co- positive correlation between you know the right type of socialization and learning from other people no i i completely agree i think that socialization has its like anything it, it's a double edged sword if you spend too much time socializing not actually learning just socializing and like just doing random stuff and with toxic people you're learning not only are you not learning anything or like gaining anything out of it but you're like making your life even worse so you're like ruining the quality of your life so it's definitely you need to be you need to learn it's a skill that you only learn through experience nine nine like listener 99% of what you're going to learn in life is not through something you read it's not through something you you talk to somebody with it's something you get with experience and the quickest way to get that experience in my personal experience is socialization why because socialization your mind this probably scientific studies on this your mind is like the most attentive your mind is frequently interacting with the other person right now in our conversation it's not just me talking you know for hours and hours i'm i'm asking you questions you're asking me questions you know it's, this is a conversation right but mm-hmm. we're learning from each other chatting and if we do this kind of interaction we when we end this both of us are like wow i we learned so much whereas if you just sit there and then you like zone off and you're like yeah yeah okay sure what just keep talking i don't care you learn absolutely nothing and then you 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 will do nothing with that knowledge instead this wealth of knowledge it all depends on your mindset and what you want to take out of it even out of this conversation you can take something completely different you can take the fact that you know certain people like like socialization and maybe i don't like socialization like if you if let's say you don't like socializing in general so let me find an alternative that that is your t- that could be your takeaway from this conversation your your takeaway can be let me find a way to you know travel within my my city and then you know learn more about my surroundings and talk to new people that can also be a takeaway there are so many different interpretations to everything in life anything has more than a thousand interpretations just like we said before decisions you're making millions of decisions every second millions major decisions maybe every day 8000 minor major a little bigger yeah. maybe not like breathing and stuff but you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like more like 
actually you know, conscious decisions. Conscious. Uh, what are you gonna eat tonight? Where, where are you gonna sit tonight? Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do next? Yeah. Maybe a little more life change, like life impacting decisions. Yeah. Those you make quite a lot of. And if you, this is also one of the decisions. Your interpretation. Now, let's say hypothetically tomorrow you change your interpretation to. I'm going to take whatever my situation is. Let's say I'm really, really struggling to be, to be adaptive to other people. Then you try and learn. You look at you look at the most adaptive person. You say how is how are they able to do this? You look at them. You observe, and then you gain whatever you have to gain out of it, and then you apply it in your life. You've become a changed person. But it was because of your mindset. If you did, your brain is what is absorbing everything. Your brain is what is telling your body to do actions. Your brain is what's telling your mouth to speak. Your brain is telling you everything. Without your brain, you you are literally nothing. It's not even like you're literally nothing. And that means you need to take advantage of this thing in your head. What you need to do is you need to tell it things, even if you subconsciously may not believe it. But you need to tell yourself things that you want to happen, that you believe in. If you want to become the best at something, tell yourself, "I'm the best at this." If you want to be happy, tell yourself, "I am happy." That's the only way your brain can understand that you want to be happy. Your brain is telling itself that I am happy, but it doesn't actually know this. It's like you're telling a kid that you are five years old, but let's say the kid thinks he's fifty. He's going to say, "No, I'm fifty." You tell him, "No, you're five." He's like, no, I'm fifty. So it's about what you believe. If you believe you're you're nothing, you will. That's who you're going to be your whole life. It it depends on who you want to be. If you really believe, anything can happen. That's why I say it's it's just about the mentality because actions are the easiest thing. It you don't even have to think about it. If you believe something really deeply, you don't even have to think once about it, and actions will follow, and you'll you'll get there. You will get there. Snap your fingers, say something. Keep saying it to yourself every day, every morning, and then you'll be there. Before you know it, you'll be there. So just that—that's how you can get there. It's not about the process. It's not about "quote unquote" reading more books or doing other stuff or even like talk, even talking to people. It's more about what you tell yourself, and that's what I do. That's what I think. I'm sure Chandan does too. Telling yourself that you're, you know, that that like you're confident or that you believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, No matter what anyone tells you, even if the whole world is chanting your name, even if the whole world says we believe in you, if you say I don't believe in myself, then you don't believe in yourself. No one can change that. No matter, even if someone tries to slap you and say everyone believes in you, you still won't believe yourself because you don't believe yourself. The only person who can affect the belief or anything is you. That's why I say. That's why I don't care how other people perceive me. Why? Because I know at the end of the day, whatever they think, even if it's the most positive thing on the world, even if it's the most negative thing on the world, they can affect this. It's me who, if I if they say really negative things and I accept it, then I become a really negative person. In other words, the translator between them and my brain is me, and I can control me, right? I mean, that's like the whole point of view. You can control yourself. And if you, that's a hard skill. But if you choose to control that, no matter what's happening on the outside, your translator to your brain, if it's positive, if it has belief, it can always be up there. It's like if you're telling yourself, if you're always giving yourselves A pluses, 
or if someone else is giving you F's and A pluses, F's and A pluses, what do you prefer? All A pluses or some A pluses and some F's? You tell me, what do you prefer? I would prefer all A pluses. Exactly. And you can control that. You can truly control. And that's why you see people who are the most insecure, their translator to their brain is very pessimistic. They always lack belief or they always feel insecure about something. Insecurities, what people feel scared about, fear stems from lack of belief. Mm. Insecurities stem from lack of belief. Fear stems from lack of belief. All of these things come from lack of belief. If you don't believe in the positive, you'll believe in the negative. It's very hard to believe in the middle. Like, okay, I don't know. That, that That's very unlikely. Because even if you say, I don't know, maybe here and there, that that's no opinion. That's, that's neither positive or negative. And nine times out of 10, no one has that kind of opinion. So if you, if people are insecure, let's say I am insecure about my appearance, hypothetically, that means that I have an, I have, my translator has chosen to feel pessimistic about my appearance. So every time I hear anything about that, or I even see anything in general, even in life, I will, my translator will tell my brain, look, this is the negative thing about my appearance. Look, think about this. It's like, it's like, it's like, imagine a, the devil or someone evil coming up to you and telling you evil things or mean things versus a like, nice person or a kind person telling you nice things. Now, if you have, let's say, two subjects, the same exact person, and you have both of these people, different types of, like a nice and a, and a not so nice person, telling them their things every, every day for a month, one month later, the same person will be a completely different person in both of those. Why? Because that translator is telling them different things. So they believe different things. You believe what you see. That's the whole point of life. What you're observing with your eyes, what you're hearing, what's coming out of your mouth, what you're eating, all of these things cause you to create interpretations, right? I said before, you have a thousand interpretations for everything you see. Like, let's say right now, what am I looking at? I'm looking at, I'm in a room, I'm speaking, Channon's in front of me. So now I can observe whatever I want from that. Let's say my translator says, oh my God, I'm so... I don't know, I feel like Channon's shirt, it's such a cool shirt. I don't like my shirt. So I'm insecure about that. I can make that interpretation, which is one of the thousand interpretations I can make, right? Mm. That could be one of my interpretations. Why? Because the translator that's in my head telling my brain says that, let me think about, in, in, let me think about something I'm not, I don't believe myself in. Mm. It's my appearance, it's my shirt. So that's what I'm gonna think about. Or I could think, I'm so glad to be on this podcast speaking. I can think about a million things. And the thing is that if your translator truly believes that, like for me personally, I am secure in my appearance. So I don't have that kind of ever, I don't ever have those thoughts. My translator never tells my brain such thoughts. Mm. And that's why I never think about this thing. And that's why I'm always proud and confident in it. Mm. But someone who's not will always, their translator will always be telling me, telling them this. And the thing is you can train this translator. You can literally make them tell you whatever you want them to tell you, which is so ironic because people spend thousands of dollars, let's say to buy the, you know, the fanciest bag. They spend mm. millions of dollars to, you know, like pay money to someone who can tell them that I believe in you, mm -hmm. which I personally find, although it depends on the person, <laughs> not the greatest, the most wisest thing. Why? <laughs> because you yourself can control that. Even if yeah. I tell you, Chan, that you are the best, but if you don't believe it, how can you believe it? Like, how can you believe something I say if you don't actually believe it? If you don't genuinely believe something, you will never actually trust me. You won't trust what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I say, uh, you did well on this test, 
hypothetically, and let's say on this test you didn't even do it, then how can you even trust that? So the same the same logic. You have to train this translator, and it's really hard at first. All of these things I'm saying, you know, like these life skills, adaptation, confidence, they all stem from training your your translator what to tell yourself. And then if you train them to be positive, always positive, and like never saying these insecure things, you have, it's hard. You have to you have to tell yourself. You have to say, "I am confident. I am this. I am that." Use the enforcing words. Don't ever make yourself the target or victim. Keep repeating this to yourself and genuinely believe it. And if something bad happens, don't let it affect you, which you may think is bad in the moment. If you keep doing this every day, every day, every day for maybe a week and then a month, you're you're trained. Now you're translator. They're trained. Now when you any situation happens any single situation any single situation it won't it won't interfere with you 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 will feel perfectly secure you will feel calm and then that confidence that will happen because you're not insecure anymore it will translate into you taking risks and taking risks challenge what can it do success success a million things you learn you grow you 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 feel happy you feel proud all mm. of these things It's like it's like a cycle. Mm. You do one thing. You just work hard on one tiny thing, mm. and your whole life is changed. Your whole life will change. You see people who who are millionaires, who are billionaires. Why are they so rich? Why? Because they believed they could be that rich. If you don't believe, then how can you even get any? You, if you believe, I, have you heard the the phrase? If you like shoot for the moon, you may you may reach the stars. So the opposite way. Shoot, shoot for the moon, land on the stars. Land among the stars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So it's like if you if you have a target set somewhere, you'll reach close by if you put in your all. At least you'll reach close by. But if you don't even have that in your head, that target, then you're not gonna go anywhere. It's kind of like saying, if I believe that. Let's say the the ACT. If I believe that I'm gonna get a Z, like I'm not even gonna I'm gonna like completely fail it. Then I'm I'm gonna do worse than failing because I have no belief. But if I believe I can get a full score, I I I may not get a full score, but I'll get close. At least I'll get close if I put in my best. So it's that it's just that. Like Channon, if you truly believe in yourself, you can do it. That's why I always tell people in <laughs> you're repeating. Uh-huh. Yeah, in like simple in simple forms that you should believe in yourself. Because that—that's what I love it though. Everything. I love it. I mean, I love how you said self-belief. Of you—you probably said it ten million times today, but it's so true though. It's yeah. essential. Like that essential point of self-belief is 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 absolutely important because once you have the self-belief, you can have confidence to do literally anything you want. And you said there are a million things that can go with it. And confidence and self-belief comes from practice which you mentioned it comes from failure it comes from the the night the yes you approach people and yes there is that one out of time where you get outright rejected yes there are times where you get embarrassed but it's comes from that that's where confidence comes from confidence comes from both success and failure success as in you've done this before you know you can so you do it again Failure, as in you know you've messed up, so you're not afraid of messing up. So both both sides. Once you are confident that you can do it, and you're not afraid of failure, you have the self belief to do it. Because confidence doesn't just come from a guy sitting in their in his room, or a girl, or, or, or yeah, 
just when you're sitting in a room and just think and then just like stare at the mirror and do all these postures like these confident have you seen those like they they tell you oh you have to stand in front of the mirror and do this hey pose and then you know there's positive belief i think that's not true that's not confidence that's fragile that's fake confidence that's why people who go to these seminars they still have to go back again and they're not actually learning because that's fake confidence and then now comes the other point which is confidence and humility because humility is absolutely essential and people who are overly confident can come out as as arrogant and arrogant people they don't they aren't actually learning you know and there's a clear fine line between arrogance and confidence how what is your take on that what is your take on the difference between confidence and arrogance well i you're right there's a very fine line between um confidence and arrogance i think it's when you get to a point where you believe in yourself and you don't believe you're not comparing yourself to others that's when you truly have confidence when you have that faith that you you can execute what you want to execute when you compare yourself to others and say i am better i am just i am always going to be better this other person stands nothing to me you know i am i'm simply like the best at at everything but not in that i will try my best but in that uh, they are they are not as good as me that belief just that small mindset shift makes you arrogant and it shows you can see people who are arrogant people who are always trying to you know rub it in the small things like if you bring up something you're like hey um uh, i you know i got it i it got into my job or like i got a job they're like oh yeah uh, how much do you earn um you're like let's say hypothetically like 80000 you know it's a, it's a great package and they're like oh okay yeah well my my cousin you know he went to harvard he earned like 400000 something like that these kind of people you can see that they're just trying to they ha- yeah exactly they they're bragging but why are they bragging because they have lack a- of confidence exactly spot on you've hit the nail it's because they don't have that confidence they're insecure they feel that you may be better than them and because they don't want to seem they they're, te- they're telling their minds no 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 he's not better than me i am better than him so i'm going to what i'm going to do is i'm going to brag so i can they're like kind of lying to themselves out loud they're saying no he cannot be better than me my cousin is this i am this he's not better than me they're constantly kind of lying to themselves that no i am better than them and they are not better than me that is arrogance because they're always comparing when you say something 80000 let's say they're at that moment instantly when you've said that they're saying in their head they have compared themselves to you and say what if they're better than me what if what if they have this like scared mentality fear from lack of confidence and the arrogant people the f- people who just have fear may may feel scared and feel sad on the inside so arrogance is actually lack of confidence spot on spot on the people who will have lack of confidence some of them will pent it up inside and feel very very sad and frustrated on the and inside demonstrated with and some will demonstrate it. yes and how do you how do you go, jump from fake confidence to true confidence sorry no that's a bad question because we'll go over there again why did i just cut myself off i don't need to <laughs> do you want to answer that question new question let's talk about something completely different complete uh, we're running out of time talk about something completely different to close this what do you want to talk about then how do you develop 
Then how do you jump from negative fake confidence to something true new? Fuck confidence. All right, what do you want to talk about? Happiness. How do you find true happiness? Good. So people with fake confidence, they are insecure, and they aren't satisfied with themselves. That's the that's the characteristic of people who are insecure, and that the, those people who have to cover themselves because they aren't happy with themselves, and they they can't give their self assurance. They can't fulfill themselves. And what would you say to these people? Like how how can they develop true confidence by having satisfaction with themselves and develop happiness? That's a great question. So normally we see that the people who are arrogant, they're always in a bad mood. Why? Because they always have this issue of comparing themselves, right? As we said, but if they want to achieve happiness, number one, drop the comparisons completely. Avoid even thinking about others as a whole, and you know comparing them to yourself. People have their own destiny. You have your own destiny. You have your own life. You have your own future. You have your own decisions. You've done things. They've done things. Stop comparing. That's the number one thing I would say to someone who has this mentality. Even if we're not arrogant, some of us may feel frustrated or sad on the inside because we compare. We say, "Oh my God, I got an A minus, and he got an A plus on this test." It pinches, right? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. When you when you see someone who got a better grade than you on a test, it mm-hmm. pinches you. Of be- course, because you've compared yourself to them and you've said, "Damn, they did better than me." And then there you start thinking, "Oh my lord, they are they are not as smart as me normally, but I'm smarter." And then this and that. Then you start creating all these ho- imaginary things in your head, like they're I'm smarter and and like they've done they've not done things. They got lucky. You create these like illusions. <laughs> exactly. You keep doing this. Now, before you even get to that that whole these illusions, cut it off, cut the wire, end the cycle right there. Just don't compare yourself. When you see someone else got a better grade, you say, "I got what was meant to be. This was meant to be. I was meant to get." An and analysis. also learn I from what other people got. Yeah. they got a good grade. Oh, how did you get this good grade? Yeah, ask them. Ask them exactly. That's and a good learn question. from other people, and that 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 comes from humility. Happiness comes from humility. Happiness doesn't come from arrogance. Happiness comes from humility. Because when you have the humility, you have you you let your ego go, you let your ego go, and then you have you respect other people, so you can go to them and then ask them, and then that's when true confidence comes. Is when you have the ability to know that your success, who you are, is independent of other people. That's true confidence. True confidence comes from the belief of yourself. <laughs> Why is that clap? <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Excellent point. I think that perfectly covers this point on confidence in this entire podcast that you did. This amazing, amazing things that you said today, starting from traveling, to seeking discomfort, to confidence, coming back to it's all about self-appreciation and self-love and once you start enjoying yourself you can go out and explore and constantly learn and become a better version of yourself and only compete against yourself yeah that's excellent that's excellent Chan, i think this was an amazing podcast just as a whole i think that because our mindset going into this 
was that we're going to learn. We're going to really, you know, understand new things. I could see even when I was speaking, you were really like, you know, really, learn. really trying to yeah, yeah. understand, trying to grasp. And you were, I could see you were thinking, how can I apply this into my my life? How can mm. I do this? Mm. Right. Because you would like to learn from my mindset and I would like to learn from yours. And I think that's also why both of us were so energized. We both wanted to be like, you know, like, like great point. Like, let me speak. And like, you know, we were both like trying to s- say so many, but we're both really enthusiastic people. So we're yeah. both trying to speak. Love it. And here comes the final section. Yep. The final three. The final three questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Fire away. First question. What do you think the bigger picture of life is? Is this a rapid fire? Yeah. Well, kind of, but you can take your time. Like, okay. What's the question? (laughs) What do you think the bigger picture of life is? Oh, that's a great question. I think that the bigger picture as your podcast is called, is uh, all about, you know, taking out what what the true meaning of things are. I know it sounds really, like, cheesy to say, oh, look at the true meaning and stuff. But, like, if you focus on the small events, you'll never be happy because life is a roller coaster, like everyone says. You have bad times, you have good times, you have every, you've every single moment, every single second, you something is going on. Now, you have to look at the bigger meaning. The bigger meaning is that, was I happy? Because when you die, you don't think, did I get... Did I go to Harvard? You don't think that. Do you think that when you're about to die? Did I go to Harvard? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I haven't died yet. So <laughs> I, 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 I can't say. <laughs> you're funny. No, but but no. 90, 99% of people, they don't care about, you know, the, the famous quote. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you said. But it's how you made someone feel. Because how I make you feel Shannon, that's what you remember. You don't remember what I said. When I said something two months ago, you don't remember. But you remember how I made you feel like mm. until the times we met. You don't remember what I've said. Great quote. Exactly. So it's all about the bigger picture. How you feel through your life, that's what it means. That's the bigger how, how, picture. What are the meanings that you created in your life? Very well put. Spot on. Spot Let's on. go. Second question for you. What are some non-negotiable values that you have for your living? Non-negotiable values? Um, first of all, I, you know, I take risks. I always believe in myself, even if I, I sometimes don't believe in myself, but I tell myself, I believe, I lie to myself. I, I sometimes I lie to myself, but it's always in positive way and that's something. Number, number two, I guess would be like, I always, um, I always respect the fact that there's always going to be someone better than me at anything, everything, always. And there's always going to be people who are, who, if I put in my best, you know, there's going to be people who are not as good as me. Mm-hmm. So I always respect that. I, I never, I never get cocky and arrogant. And you always learn from them then. See, that's the magic is when you acknowledge that there are people better than you, you constantly learn from them. And that's why I love doing podcasts. And that's why I love doing podcasts with people like you, because I constantly learn from people like you, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's the beauty of it. Learning is nonstop. And, and I think for you, I mean, I don't know if you were going to say this or not, but the third, third non-negotiable value is probably learning because you love experiencing, you love traveling, you love to interact with new people. You love learning languages. And that's why you can, you've been to 80 countries and that's why you speak so many dialects. And every day I see you, I'm impressed. You say these words from all these different languages. And I'm like, how does this guy do this? Yeah, of course. Last question. If there's one advice you can give to a younger version of yourself, what would it be? I love these questions. Can you keep asking me? I'm kidding. No, but, <laughs> no, but um, well, okay, first I'm going to say Chan, and then you have to tell me. 
Okay, so um, I feel that when I was younger, I was a lot more. As a sixth grader, I remember this. I used to be really insecure in my just my intelligence. I remember this. I would I would really feel bad like when I would get a bad grade. I would even sometimes at one point it became so bad that I wouldn't even try because I was so I felt so like scared of failure that I wouldn't even try to even like succeed because I was like what if I put in all this effort and I fail I had this like really really messed up mindset and this mindset was what led me to so many failures I know it sounds crazy the guy who's telling you believe in yourself take risks all of these like you know these quotes that that same guy when he was younger he had like absolutely nothing he would I used to get like almost f's I used to not care about anything. I used to get really mad really easily. I was like someone you did not want to associate with. Someone, if I was, I saw myself right now in the past, I would almost feel ashamed. But I guess what I would tell everybody is that life isn't over till it's actually over. Until you're dead, you can still change. Even if you're 95 and you've lived your whole life in a certain way and you feel that I feel I can change, it's never too late. It's never, ever, ever, ever too late. I mean, most likely the target audience here is going to be below 60, I hope. <laughs> 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 what do you think? What's the target audience of this podcast? 18. 18? 16, 16. I was scared. You know, there's going to be like some 80-year-old and I don't want to offend them, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. If you're more than 60, uh, this is still for you. But I just want to say that, like, I'm proud of what you've done in your life so far. Mm. But anyway, if you're 18, like like most of us teenagers or like a little older, like mid-20s or whatever, then I would say that you've, you've barely even started life. You've literally just started life. I know a 16-year-old is telling you, you've barely started life. How how ironic. <laughs> but, but like, trust me, my, my parents tell me all, this ta- all the time, and they're, like, fi- older than 50, that life, every second, you should... Only, only, only feel happy for what you have, feel grateful. People who are angry, why are they angry? Because they feel, they feel sad. And then they express it in an angry way. So always feel grateful and feel happy. And this way, you'll feel happy. When you die, you'll know I was happy my whole life, no matter what happened. Why do you want to go to a good university? So you can be happy. Why do you want to earn money? So you can be happy. Now, why don't you, instead of all of these things, all of these goals, you have to be happy. Why don't you just become happy right now? Mm. it's so easy just mm. tell it become happy right now and you don't need anything else you don't need a single thing and trust me it sounds like oh no if i make myself happy right now and i don't go to my dream school i won't be happy you'll be happy because mm. you, no matter where you go you'll be happy have you seen people who go to like who who earn barely anything compared to like you know millionaires but they're happier than most of them why because they're happy just be happy literally it's so easy be happy i know it sounds stupid and really dumb for me to say be happy like like what, what does that even mean but find ways find things that make you happy be like try and make yourself as happy as you can in the moment and appreciate everything you have because trust me when when challenge give me an example of something you 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 didn't you don't have any more but you used to have anything that's you, a tough question what do you mean like for me, it would be like... Oh, for example, I don't swim anymore. I used to swim a lot. Did you, while you swam, were there times where you were like, oh, I hate this? Or like, you know, I was like, oh, this is so annoying. You know, there must have yeah, been. Yeah, of course, a lot. Of course, yeah, yeah. I hated it, that's why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. No, but but yeah, for sure. But in the moment, yes. But now, when you think of swimming, do you think it was really as bad as what you thought in the moment? Like, think of swimming? Mm-hmm. It's probably not as bad. Yeah, but I just dreaded it and I just despised it. 
Yeah, exactly. So now whatever happened in swimming, it, it's literally irrelevant to your life. So just just appreciate what you have. Here's a quote from Gandhi. <laughs> Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. <laughs> Here's another quote. Success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you want, if you love what you are doing, you'll be successful. Great quotes, right? And and here's my quote. Whoa, that's crazy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And the last last quote that goes with it, my quote. Happiness comes from yourself. It it is it's. It's your choice. Happiness is a choice. You decide to be happy. Happiness doesn't come from other things. Happiness comes from a decision that you choose to be happy. And sorry, this is not my original quote. It's it's my mom bought me this journal on my 18th birthday, and it says, "Happiness, I choose to be happy." Jayo, I choose to be happy. And and that's that's perfect. The the perfect message for everyone that's out there. Choose. It's your choice. You can live a life pursuing all these fancy goals, and you will never feel satisfied. But and then you will wonder why you're never satisfied, and you will never feel happy. Or you can just literally right now just take everything away from you. Take everything away from you. When and and have the ability to lose everything, lose everything, experience nothing. And then you—that's where you find your true happiness. And after that, everything else are just bonuses. You know, like bad things happen. Oh, that's a gift. Good things happen. Oh, that's a gift. Why? Because you're—you you are just satisfied with yourself. You're happy. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening, listeners. This has been wonder. What a what a wonderful journey. Did you have a good time here today? Like, I know I had a freaking blast. I had a freaking blast talking with you, Yash, and you are my guy. You are my guy, and I love talking to you all, all the time. Well, and I- and we just and listeners, if you made it this far, it's a treat for you. It's a gift. Take it as a gift. Enjoy it. Savoir, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye bye.